The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Uh, this weekend, Ryan, we have the Battle of the Orange. Last year, we had the Battle of the Purple with Kansas State uh, versus TCU. This year, it's, of course, Oklahoma State and Texas. And then, of course, next year, it'll be the Battle of the Blue between West Virginia and Kansas. But we'll address that when we get to that uh, next year, Ryan. And the Battle of the Orange, I got my orange drink ready to go here <laughs> on the side. Um, Ryan, kind of going into this game, you were you were big on uh, you know, the Big 12 show that we do with Troy. You were big on Mike Gundy this year. You had good feeling about him. You thought he could do great things. Uh, what do, what is your uh, take so far on this game as as this Wednesday is here as we approach Saturday? Yeah, so it did not get there the way I thought it was. I did not see them. Yes, I got Oklahoma State right, but I did not see them dropping a non-conference home game to South Alabama by uh, 30. I did not see that coming. I, I thought that, it. yeah, I thought they would get better because they always do under uh, Mike Gundy. And by the way, it just came across the ticker right as we were about to record that Mike Gundy just won his uh, yeah. second Big Twelve uh, Coach of the Year in three years. So I was I was hoping it would be Neil, but I mean it's hard to argue against Mike Gundy when he was preseason eight and he's in the Big Twelve title game once again. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean. It's it's Gundy. He's got his team playing better and better. They found themselves after that bye week. Remember, they were really struggling. They finally – well, he started he, – he was playing all three quarterbacks, including his son. He was playing Alan Bowman. He was playing his son and the other guy. And then finally, after three games, he committed to um, Alan Bowman going forward, and they started just running, running the heck out of the football with Ollie Gordon. And obviously, Mountaineer fans know who Ollie Gordon is because of how he was able to dominate us. But – the reason I liked Oklahoma State was the schedule that we talked about. And one of the main reasons is they didn't draw Texas, who they're going to play on Saturday. They played all four newcomers. They were able to take care of business other than UCF. But, I mean, it's just Mike Gundy finding a way, getting his team better and better. They win, what, seven out of eight down the stretch to get to Dallas. Their only loss was at the bounce house, where it kind of felt like a scheduled loss coming off the Bedlam game. So, He's had Texas's number. We'll we'll talk about the history of that matchup here in a minute. But I I'm excited for Saturday and obviously pulling for our friends over at Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. I think Mike Gundy was the right choice for Coach of the Year. Everything you said, I mean, what, what he did this game. year was yeah, yeah, exactly. It's incredible. Like you said, next year when we have the Battle of the Blue, Neil Brown will get will get him Coach of the Year. So uh, good good things await there. And if you haven't checked out our Neil Brown episode that was out yesterday, go check it out. And then we did a season recap on Monday as well. But yeah, going going to this game, Ryan, what Gundy does what Gundy does, right? It's the most, you think you got him figured out and then he figures out some unorthodox way to, to get himself in the big 12 game. So, Hey, they're, they're writing into this game, you know, a tough one at the end of the season against BYU, but they figured it out. And maybe usually games like that, two things will happen is they put everything they have into getting back into that game and they kind of just come out flat or it's what gets the momentum going. Um, and, and they go and, and beat Texas. So we'll, we'll see which Oklahoma state that we get. History tells us that 
the Oklahoma State should should be good in this game. If you want to pull up the graphic, Ryan, um, kind of going over the last 10 matchups between these two schools. I think of the last 10, um, this is according to uh, Fox. What do, what do we have? Is Oklahoma State eight out of 10? Eight out of 10. So we have to go back to the uh, Texas one in 2020. And I mean, COVID year, right? You know, a little, little different. And then uh, what do we got? 20, that's kind of a weird graphic. And then 2019 too. So, I mean, those, they had the two wins in a row, 2019 and 2020, but besides that, it's been, it's been all Gundy and, and I guess the right type of orange, not that burnt orange, but I don't know what the, we'll just call it the Oklahoma state orange, but this game is, it's interesting. It has a couple dynamics to it, Ryan. Um, this isn't it, it, as much as Texas had the opportunity to choke this year. They didn't, um, they're, they're here and, and they, they want Texas tech at the end of the season. Obviously Steve Sarkeesian isn't looking like his himself. Hey, that could, that could happen at any time though, especially as they join the sec with Oklahoma next year. But I mean, it, it's the, the Vegas line on this, right? I think last time I checked, it was 15 and a half. So it's gone up since 14. I mean, that's, that's some disrespect right there. I, I I I don't know if they're taking into account the last 10 results. I think a lot of people love to write off uh Mike Gundy, Mr. Big 12. And but but here we are. And you know, this is this is why they play the game. And you you'd like to think that the game's gonna be a lot closer than 15 and a half points, even if Texas wins. Yeah, it, it opened at 11 and a half, and I think a lot of it is just the overreaction that Oklahoma State hasn't really looked good in since Bedlam. They haven't uh they struggle with Houston they struggle with BYU should have lost a game obviously Texas rolled Texas Tech but we've also seen Texas multiple times this year with these big numbers be right there to get beat um at Houston they were one review away that didn't happen from getting beat by Dana on a two-point conversion like uh like he like he did with the Mountaineers back in 2019 at TCU that game that game came right down to the wire TCU was one stop away from getting the ball back. So, I mean, Texas, yeah, they've been they they've been favored. They they looked the part. They got all the the draft picks on their team. But that's why they play the game on the field and all the pressures on Texas here and, and Gundy's bounce money, man. Gundy a, a loose Mike Gundy like in the Bedlam game. That's a dangerous Mike Gundy. So, we're going to see. He's had he's had Texas's number. It's going to be really interesting to see if he can get this game close to the fourth because if it gets there close, we've seen Texas in these tight games over the years choke these away Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of perfect that this is with texas and oklahoma the last year being in the big 12 that this is the matchup right is texas thought they could escape playing gundy one more time but no here here he comes he he that's what happened gundy knew before the season he's like they ain't booked texas and now i know why and hey he, he ran his way through like like we talked about um ryan i will play a little contrarian here i will play a little devil's advocate talking about texas right is I think there was this idea that the Big 12 wouldn't be too friendly towards Texas and Oklahoma this year. And and they definitely, you know, said that on the surface, right? Your mark with his comments on hey, we'll see Texas, you know, in uh Texas and Texas Tech Thanksgiving weekend. We'll we'll, we'll see you there. But part of me thinks at a deeper end is your mark also knows that hey, this is th- these are named brands. These are two of the blue bloods of college football. They brought the big 12, a lot of money over the years. And Hey, do we kind of need to milk them for everything they have left? Uh, you know, before, before they leave for the sec. And I get that as much as 
I want Oklahoma State to win as much as I know you do, and as much as uh, the 12 of the 14 schools that are, le- I guess, you know, even I guess Oklahoma State. I don't know who Oklahoma's cheering for in this game. We'll, we'll put them to the side. They, they're irrelevant right now. Um, Probably Texas. Is, 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 would it be good? And we'll talk about the college football playoff uh, in the, in, here coming up. Would it be good, though, for the Big 12 if Texas does win this game and, you know, some crazy things happen, like Alabama beats Georgia. You know, there's a couple other one losses in there. And Texas sneaks their way into this college football playoff. And you have them representing the big 12 there in, in terms of revenue financially. Yeah. <laughs> From a moral standpoint, absolutely not. Um, I, I mean, I could care less that it would bring in more money. I know the, the institutions the people with the suits and ties want that, but as a college football fan and of the rivalries that we all love as college football fans, the backyard brawl that was taken away from us, bedlam that's being taken away from us. Um, you can't root for Texas. <laughs> I don't. No. I don't care. I don't care. Like it, it's. It, it's. I think we we get so caught up in the dollar bill nowadays that it, it's almost ruined college football to a certain degree. So um, I, I'm glad we got the brawl back to bring this back to a West Virginia aspect of it. But I could care less about the dollar bill. I hope. I hope. I hope Oklahoma State spoils the party. Yeah, I I, I do too. It's. I, I guess what I'm coming from is more in the minds of the Big 12 office and normal. Probably they, they want really them to want. win because yeah. I I think B, I I really think they wanted BYU to be Oklahoma State and had a Red River too, um for for the Big 12 championship. So and I mean, but going back to your point as well is Texas has been a thorn in the side for a lot of schools trying to get into this conference, right? Houston, which they like we talked about, almost had their comeback game against Texas. You know, there there was I I don't know how legitimate this is. I haven't done a whole deep dive on this, but there, you know, I heard some things like one of the reasons Nebraska left, they were tired of dealing with Texas's stuff. And especially for, I mean, Texas really, in terms of a blue blood scale, um, they, they really haven't been relevant since, since Colt McCoy and, and going yeah. to that national championship where they lost to Alabama. And I mean, for, for a team that you're supposed to be a blue blood, you're supposed to do well every year. You're supposed to bring in, you know, revenue, have things going. And for them to just be, laying eggs kind of a lot since then. I'm not saying they haven't had a good year here and there. I mean, for, for all the noise they were making, it really wasn't worth it. And, and I see, you know, revenue, the revenues come out and how much we're losing, losing with Texas and Oklahoma being gone. But your marks already talked about the solution to that is obviously next TV contracts come up. We have the best basketball league in America. We're going to split that off and make all our revenue from there. Maybe we have a couple basketball only teams join that. And then Big 12 wise, yeah, maybe we're not going to be the most, you know, the the best uh, uh, football league in the country, but we're going to be the most fun. And and that, and that way of marketing and and what's to come for this Big 12 in the future, which I'm sure we'll have a long off season to talk about conference expansion and everything that goes into that. Hey, there's something to be said about that, and I'm actually really excited for this Big 12, Big 16, whatever you want to call it. But until we get to next year, and and everything that's going to come with that. Uh, we do have a college football playoff. Very interesting scenarios. Uh, I guess the solution to this is going to be next year when we have a 12-team expanded playoff and something that benefits a school like West Virginia, obviously, is having that 12-team playoff where we mm-hmm. should at least be in contention for it every couple of years. And hopefully next year's is one of those years, which you know we've talked about and the way we're, we're ascending. And hopefully Neil Brown can, can do what he did again um this year but even more, of course, for, for next year. But why don't you bring up we'll, – we'll bring up the top eight 
um, college football teams right now because because there's a lot going on here, Ryan. Obviously, we have the Alabama-Georgia uh, matchup, uh, which will be the SEC championship. And, you know, Alabama, which I, I think you're on as well, Ryan. I think Alabama's going to beat Georgia. And I think yeah. that's going to start the, the chaos going on. Obviously, we already had Ohio State. So in a way, kind of last week and this week, the way we've been thinking about is kind of these quarterfinal games because obviously we don't have the 12 schools yet. So Alabama, Georgia might be kind of a quarterfinal game. Um, obviously, Oregon, Washington, they play again. You know, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens there. My guess is that's a quarterfinal game. Winner of that game will move on. Um, but you have the scenario, right? Alabama wins, say Texas wins, um, and you know, with, with Georgia losing. What, what do you have there? And especially, you know, Ohio state, I guess is ranked ahead of Texas, but you got an extra win for Texas and Ohio state proved that last week that they've already lost to a playoff team. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, this is for the last year of it being four teams is there's definitely some chaos surrounded uh, around surrounding it. And, you know, good thing we got 12 next year. Yeah. Good year to start 12 this year, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I don't think you could put Alabama in over Texas. And I know like they're going to say it was week two, but their resumes are similar. Uh, they're similar. Uh, Texas won at, at Alabama. I don't see how you could jump them, even if they beat Georgia. Now, Ohio State is basically out. I know they're set, sitting you there think at six. So, right? They, they, they have not, they, they can't move the needle. I, yeah. I they've I already played their it. quarterfinal game. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if there's a scenario where Alabama, Texas, and Florida State lose, and then the winner of Oregon, Washington goes in, the other one's out, then I guess Ohio State could slip in. But I I I I, I hate when we penalize teams for playing in conference championship games and then reward the team that didn't make their conference championship. It was just they, they got lucky right. that they that they were able to avoid losing in it. But anyway, I personally I think Florida State's gonna get beat this weekend. I think Florida State. I would gonna, agree with that. I think yeah. the committee wants that. Is, yeah, they don't. They're the their quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't. Which isn't fair. I'm all agree. That's not fair to Florida State. I mean, you can't yeah. help if your quarterback goes out. I know they came back against Florida and what looked like a weak game, but I'm with you. I think Louisville's going to beat Florida State as well. Um, Ryan, the only situation I will bring up, or a situation I can think of off the top of my head, where um, you, it's actually okay to penalize a team for losing their conference championship was last year with USC is when you lose to Utah twice, who's not even in it and the way they lost to Utah. I do think there are those scenarios where, um, you know, you, you can penalize. I think USC is a prime example of that last year, but for the most part, I'm with you. You can't like you, of anything you, you should be rewarding for, for getting to the conference, especially if it's a great game, which kind of leads you to, what happens to Oregon and Washington? Say Oregon gets this one and it's a comes down to the end in a field goal thriller, or you know, it even goes yeah. to overtime or two overtimes. Like Is, the last game. Like exactly. Yeah. What if you yeah. have a repeat of that, but you have the other side winning? Now has it become, hey, best two out of three? I mean, there see, this is this is this is tough. And I think what what'll be easy. And I think what the committee wants, so maybe they'll, you know, us talking about Texas is, well, the easiest would be, you know, Alabama loses, Texas loses, um, I guess Oregon loses, or maybe Florida State loses. But I don't, you know, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I do like Louisville, like like you said. I'm as much as I hate it and don't want it, and 
hope that I'm wrong. I do think Texas is going to be Oklahoma state. Um, I think Alabama will beat Georgia. I think we're, and I don't know about Washington, Oregon coin flip. So, so in your scenario, you know who I, I think should be out. I think Georgia should be out. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I don't and think Georgia put Alabama in. Yes. I don't think Georgia or Michigan should be in if they lose. Now Michigan's not going to lose to Iowa, but those two teams played Cupcake City in the non-conference. You should not be rewarded for that schedule. If Alabama beats Georgia, they're ahead of Georgia. They both have one loss, and mm. Alabama played a true non-conference schedule, unlike Georgia. Texas played a true non-conference schedule. Georgia and Michigan should not win any tiebreakers if they somehow do stumble. Obviously, Michigan's like a 24-point favorite. Georgia's going to be in a dogfight on Saturday against Alabama with Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. So, mm-hmm. My scenario, what I actually think is going to happen, I think Bama's going to beat Georgia. I think Oklahoma State's going to spoil the party. I think Oregon's going to beat Washington, and I think the Seminoles are going to drop the game to Louisville. And I think you're going to have Alabama and Georgia both in the tournament after the in the end. Do you think you're going to get both of them? I think the, I think the SEC is going to finagle a way to get two in. That would go Michigan one, um, Oregon two, huh. Alabama three, Georgia four. Okay. So that that's yours. So you're going, uh, so you're going Michigan one, which Michigan yeah. should be the number one team right now. Is that's yeah. that's ridiculous. That, but anyway, uh, that's you know they'll they'll fix it this weekend. So Michigan versus Alabama is what you have, and then Oregon uh, versus Bama. Yep, Oregon versus oh Michigan versus Georgia. Yeah, Michigan versus Georgia. Okay, yeah. Michigan. Okay, so you're going to get to and watch. We're going to get Georgia, Alabama again. As times yeah. change, they remain yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is the playoff I'm going to give you, Ryan. I'm going to go a little. I'm going to go a little interesting. I'm going to go Michigan number one. I completely agree with that. They're the best team in the country, and they should win it all. And what they've done to Harbaugh. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Is is they have the right? He's back on Saturday, I believe. Yes, he is. He's finished yeah. the three-game suspension, but he was out for six games this season because it started. I mean, I know those early games were cupcakes, but I mean, being out for Penn State and Ohio State, I mean, there's something to be said about that. I'm going to go uh, Michigan. Hey, Rush, yeah. real quick. I thought yeah. uh, all the Ohio State and Penn State fans that watch our show, Michigan was only beating them because they were stealing the signs, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yep, and he was out of the game, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, is, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> I do think Oregon is going to be – I'll go Oregon as well. Dude, I have I don't know how this plays out. And maybe, maybe I'm crazy for this. Part of me thinks Oregon and Washington are going to play each other the first round. I think you're going to get a grinder of a game where you gotta and and we have other teams lose and you're gonna get a best two out of three. It, it's it call me insane. Maybe they won't match them up the first round. Maybe they would make them go to the playoff like that. But I think I think what would be comical is in the last year of the Pac 12 because they were so arrogant and they couldn't figure out their own deals that you end up getting two teams in the playoffs. So uh, I'll, I'll put Washington, I'll put the loser of that game at four. And then, you know what? I'll say, Oregon, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm switching. The only difference I have is I think Georgia falls. I'm going to have Michigan versus Washington and Oregon versus Alabama. And I know that's bold. That's probably not going to happen. But if the committee, like they talk about, it's all into the eye test and it's who's the best team, not necessarily, you know, what happened earlier in the season when teams were still figuring out the best teams right now. I, I think that's where, I think that's where you have to go. Yeah. 
I, I'd be shocked if they took two Pac-12s. I'd they, be shocked they, too. They have no interest I, in giving the Pac-12 any money. They, they, in the end, they're the ones that control it. I, I could see them pulling a rig job against Pac-12. If, yeah. they, if they had it their way, they wouldn't get any teams. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, if you have Florida State loose, you have Ohio State should not be rewarded for playing. Let's have we'll even throw a Texas loss in there, and you have Alabama beat Georgia. I mean, it's not I'll put Ohio State in watch. We've yeah, seen this. Will. Ohio State has gotten the benefit of the doubt every time in this playoff eh, with tiebreakers. Them and Bama always seem to get the nice little cushion. So we'll see. That's why you play the games. It's, but I'm with you. Ohio State should not be in. If if it, it would like we almost had this last year, right? Is when you have uh, Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan, Ohio State. Well, I guess TCU was in it last year. They spoiled the party for Alabama, but. That that would be funny, is you know you get this semi. We're we're still looking for that like rivalry in the championship game, whether it be Michigan, Ohio State, or uh, well, I guess we got the Alabama Georgia one, but that was such a great game. Everyone's looking for that follow up again. So, hey, it's it's we'll 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 start finding out Friday night with the Pac-12 championship. That's of course the first domino to fall, and I'm telling you, the pace of that game could make things very complicated. Um. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a close one, and I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like, ooh, we kind of need a best out of three from these teams. Probably won't happen in the playoff, but hey, good thing we're we're going to 12, uh, 12 game, excuse me, 12 teams next year. I think it hurts the Pac-12 playing on Friday night. I think people love to overreact to the last game that they saw in their mind. No, there's something to be said about recency yeah. bias. Is, uh, it's a real Like Ohio thing, State that one year. Problem. They put they jumped Baylor and TCU and and Baylor and TCU won that last week the year that uh, Ohio State ended up winning because they they drilled Wisconsin in the final game of the year. I know Ohio State won it, but Ohio State should not have been in that year. Their resume was not the best. Dude, people are what was it Herb Street and I mean shocker Kirk Herb Street talking oh, about yeah. this, but he was talking about how tough Ohio State's schedule was this year. I'm like, did we watch the same season, Kurt? Like, I get you're from there and you got to represent well, but like. I mean, you guys, they, they have the same, you know, it's Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and Penn State hasn't proven to be competitive yet against these schools. It's it's what we were talking about earlier in this season um, before West Virginia played Penn State. It's like, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year? And obviously it's it's been short for them. So, hey, man, it's 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 going to be a good one. It's this is this. I think I love. We've talked about this. One of my favorite week, the regular season, probably favorite weekend in college football, right? It's kind of that Halloween weekend when you start getting into that last month and and setting up the scene and everything. But this might be my second favorite weekend. There's something about conference championship weekend that's just like, all right, like this is yeah. let, let's see how this 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 plays out. So hey, it, it's gonna be a good one. And like we said, uh looking forward to West Virginia playing in the Big 12 next year. Absolutely. Hey. Uh, I just looked. Oklahoma State and K State both won eight games a year before they got to the Big Twelve title game. So maybe we're the team. There you go. In uh, the championship game next year. So there we go. I like it. it. I like it. Neil Brown, Coach of the Year next year, and West Virginia in the Big Twelve. Book it. So anyway, we will be back tomorrow with kind of a State of the Union basketball episode, catching everyone up going on in the Big Twelve basketball scene as well. Uh, obviously, kind of eyes have still been on football, but we're you know. Uh, 
we're, we're in that part of the year where there's the, the transition from football to basketball. So they, they over, they overlap a little bit. So we'll be back tomorrow and then we'll do a pregame show for the St. John's game. Rick Patino comes to Morgantown. That pregame show will be earlier, probably around four o'clock. Um, so we'll be back with you two more times this week. Of course, let's, let's go Mountaineers. Let's go Cowboys beat, yeah. beat those Longhorns, wrangle them down. And, uh, we'll see you all again tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. Go Mountaineers.